Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Enhanced CBD, bringing you the best CBD products on the market. Head over to their website and use code SUPERNECESSARY for 10% off at checkout. It's also brought to you by Forces Fightwear, bringing you premium boxing equipment and apparel. Go to their website and use code SUPERNECESSARY10 for 10% off. And it's also brought to you by Performance Box, high quality sports supplements. Use code SUPERNECESSARY for 10% off your subscription. We're super necessary. God, Eric, my God! Unbelievable! Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Uh, today I'm delighted to say we're joined by CEO of the UK-based MMA promotion, Cage Steel, Dominic Gibbs. How are you doing, Dominic? Good, yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you good. for asking. Thanks yeah. for taking the time. We know you've just finished training, so <laughs> hope it was a good session. <laughs> Great. I, I, I totally forgot about it. So we did the uh, <laughs> and roll everything up. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> you, looking good after a spa. <laughs> My usual attire, I'm usually in a shirt. I'm like, oh, well, let's do this. Ah, well, you know, pr- promoting the brand, that's what we like to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll jump straight into it. We know, we know you're a busy man with uh, everything coming up. So speaking of that, Cage Steel 26 coming up uh, August 21st. Fans are going to be in attendance for the show. Just how, how excited are you to see fans back? Mate, it's been a long time, you know, it's uh, it's been a, a tough old road for, for everybody in the kind of entertainment hospitality industry, so uh, getting fans back in, in the stadium. You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is uh, the, the atmosphere within within the kind of, I was going to say Doncaster Dome, but we've obviously done Sheffield Arena, it was the same there, so, you know, having having fans there is just, ah, it's just amazing. Uh, can you speak a bit about that? Obviously, the whole thing would recover that from a business standpoint. I mean, can you talk about how how much it's impacted promotions like Cage Steel? From a business point of view, what a shit show! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh my god, you know the. I, I mean, I, I had a um, I had a, a club as well, so you know, nightclubs are shut down, and mm. um, so I, I kind of two two of the worst industries going. Yeah. The uh, the MMA world suffered so much. You know, you've got you've got young fighters who their career is very short, and they've literally been robbed of like a, almost a year and a half. Some some have had fights, but they've not been what they've wanted. You know, 
behind closed doors and things like that, but they haven't been able to progress. And uh, it's that's kind of who I feel the most sorry for is the fighters because they'll never get that time back. Yeah. Have you noticed things like have, have fighters been taking fights just for the sake of fighting, not necessarily the best to progress their careers and stuff and things like that? Yeah, you know, the show that we had to do behind closed doors, we, we kind of match people and... Um, it was about keeping them active, keeping them busy. Um, so you couldn't really concentrate too much on career. It was about like just getting out there, I suppose. Yeah. And the, the nightclub is, if you still got that, is that back open now with the restrictions lifting? <laughs> no, do, do you know what? Um, so I was, I was looking to sell it before COVID had kind of, done a handshake, done a deal with someone, uh, take it over. I wanted to put more of my time into Cage Steel. It, it's my passion. It's what I love. Um, the nightclub thing was like, I turned it into like a wedding venue. It was doing really well. But I kind of started to resent it when, if I wanted to do something within MMA world that was fun, like going to a gym and going and seeing fighters and interviewing fighters, and then I couldn't go because, oh, there's a wedding on, you know, and it, it, I yeah. kind of yeah. resent it a little bit. So, I looked to get rid of it. I'd kind of got an agreement to get rid of it. And then COVID hit and the company that were taking it over went into administration. So the whole thing just shut, mothballed, done. So shame. Yeah. Like you say, you, you know, nightclubs, MMA, things like this, they just didn't get the the support that other things needed when, you know, they're just as just as important in people's lives and it's it's a travesty. Yeah, it is, you know, the whole the whole shutting gyms and stuff like that, you know. <sighs> I mean, I could I could go on about this page because it's one of my kind of pet yeah. You know, I think it's been terrible. They, they go on about that they, they want the best for our health, but they'll shut the gyms and open McDonald's. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, th- I think the one thing for me is, like, um, if you want to go abroad, you've got to buy these PCR tests. If it was really about health, why not let people use the NHS ones? Yeah. Just, oh, it's honestly, I, I listen. Anyone who knows me, I like kick off about this stuff because it's just oh, I, I've, <laughs> I've to, like the deepest conspiracy theories, and I've listened to like the government, and I've I've kind of looked at research in between, and it, it's crazy that you know in my time David Icke came out, and we all thought he was a nutter. <laughs> now, now he's like being proven right, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. Tell you, well, I think, uh, by, it, you know, yeah, no, by the time I think Joe Rogan would have a blast with you, though, <laughs> and on his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, in obviously, we mentioned COVID in the situation as it is at the moment, the restrictions have lifted, but there is still that sort of air of uncertainty about it all at the minute. Are you at a stage now where you've just got to sort of take a positive risk? Yeah, we, yeah. So we, we spoke with the, the venue and, you know, quite early on, I was like, what are we saying? And he said, um, if Boris says we're playing, we're playing. Full on, crowds, okay, let's do it. So obviously that was the that was the case. So we advertised the, you know, crowds back, this and other. We kind of went down that, that marketing thing. Um, as of a week ago, they rang me up saying the council, the local council, even though we've had Freedom Day, Freedom Day, yeah. really, we've had Freedom Day, um, 
they're going to uh, impose restrictions. And I'm like, like what? He said, I don't know. I'm like, well, I've got like a sold out arena. So someone needs to start telling me what they think those restrictions might look like. And, and here we are, four weeks tomorrow, nothing. Still no, no kind of word. You know, they're the saying things like, oh, we might not be able to get people to do, so we have like VIPs and we have like a VIP lounge where they go up and they, um, they get fed, you know. And he's saying, oh, we might not be able to get a chef because agency agency kind of fees for chefs have gone up. And I'm like, well, I've kind of sold this VIP package with... <sighs> With a chef, no. you need to kind of tell me if we're not having a chef. Oh. Nightmare. Uh, I still don't know. I've I've literally had to plan A, B, C, D, E, and F, and I, you know I've even contacted other venues to say, what what's your plans? What are you thinking yeah. of doing? <laughs> so it, it just sounds like you're gonna get all the answers like the day before the actual event, and you'll have to rush and put everything in place. You know. That's that's just how it is, you know. That's that's how it's been. We we had our show in March 2020. We squeezed it in just before lockdown, mm. and um, the show was on the Saturday. I had our driver had gone over to Manchester and picked a um, where did he come from? A, a Spanish Madrid actually. <laughs> the worst the worst hit place. So our, fighter, <laughs> our driver picks this guy up from Madrid. He's on his way back, and we are literally the team are sat round watching the TV, watching Boris make his announcement to tell us if we've got a show or not. And we were literally sat through that announcement going, we're on. And then it was like, well, I'm not sure we are. Are we? <laughs> and I, I had to phone the driver to say, listen, don't bring the guy in. Just take him somewhere. Go to a cafe. Just because he might be heading back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, Madrid was like the epicenter at the time, wasn't it? So, I think, yeah. I think Liverpool. So I, I support Liverpool. The last, I think, the last game with fans before the lockdown was Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid, and they just let all the Madrid fans over. It's like I just don't understand. I just, it's yeah, it's. Uh, we're gonna have to do another whole episode just on this with you. I think. <laughs> yeah, all episode on this, and then, then we'll do one on Liverpool, eh? <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but that, I think that's been the thing literally from the start, hasn't it? You know, the, are we coming? Are we going? It's just a whole uncertainty yeah. just continued throughout. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just you know the the way that they've kind of have handled it. It's just no one knows. Business is it's crazy. You know, I said um, the NHS apparently having uh, having medals handed to them, COVID nineteen medals. So I've said I'm going to make some some business medals. So let people uh, nominate businesses that have done their best to get through yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah it's been, been nuts. Um, so yeah, I know we've been talking about the government, so this might, might, might sound a bit mad, but I'm, I'm not very political, but one thing that does like, intrigue me with this whole Brexit thing, you know, other things to worry about, how do you think that affects smaller promotions like Kate Steele and stuff when the town comes to go abroad? Um, I think time time will tell. You know, um, in ter in terms of just Brexit or Brexit and COVID or and let, let's just say it's to say Brexit. I mean, <laughs> to add any extra pressure, let's just 
I think I, I don't think it, it should it shouldn't mm. affect too much, you know, in terms of flying fighters in international fighters in. I, I don't think it'll it'll have too much of an effect. I can't see where where they kind of would be too much of an effect. Um, I can't think of anything that that would kind of cause too much issues, you know. Yeah. Um, I know that the kind of there's within the industry there's obviously like the lighting and audio um, companies, and I think they're struggling to kind of get work abroad. So there's there's a bit of like work pressures for different businesses here, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it will affect fighters. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so for those who don't know. Tell us a little bit about how you started Cage Steel. Was it was it always something that you had planned to start an MMA promotion? Um, no, I suppose not. Um, <laughs> I was the uh, operations manager at Doncaster Council, and me and me and Danny Mitchell, um, we we started teaching at a place, and we we decided to set up our own gym. And while we were at that gym, I was like, oh, let's let's put a promotion on. Um, in fact, it might have been Danny's idea first. I think Danny said, let's put a promotion on. And he was like, yeah, yeah. So he, he suggested this little leisure centre locally. And I'm like, no, no, let's do the Doncaster Dome, which which is like a 2,000-seater stadium. Because I, I just, I'm just a bit nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we were there. Danny, so someone started promoting there. And uh, Danny fought on the show and I cornered him. And then at other shows, I like, judged and wrote, did running for him and little did I know I was kind of learning the ropes I was saving my apprenticeship um, and then that company I think they went bust and there'd not been no one there for three years me and Danny had had to split the gym up we, the gym was quite Danny's gym at AVT now where it's all full of MMA fighters that's kind of what he wanted then but back in 2005-06 it was kind of just a bit too early so we, we kind of split the gym down and he, he did a bit of like his area. I did my area. Um, we're obviously still best of mates. I, I'd left my job at the Donker, at the like local council. Um, I got a really good job there and I just decided to pack it in and work for myself. Cause, and I, I left not knowing what I wanted to do. And I like sold a few cars and stuff and then found myself supposedly working and always being at the gym. <laughs> and then it was a good friend of mine who was like a, a multi-millionaire businessman and he, he kind of had a stern talking to me phoned me up he's like where are you and I'm like I'm at gym and he's like again you're at the gym again <laughs> it was backside down here he, he, made, he gave me a desk and made me set up a business <laughs> yeah. so I started a facilities management company which I, I managed to sell after a few years but in the meantime I met Danny again we kind of bumped into each other. I'm like, mate, why don't we promote? I've, I've got a company. I've got some some cash behind me. Let's do it. So we started Cage Steel in December 2011, and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah, go on. Oh, right. I got confused then. <laughs> this weather. This weather. Um, all right then. So, can, can you talk a bit better then about the fights? You know, there's there's a lot on there. Can you talk about what ones stand out to you and 
what fights uh, basically the fans should keep an eye out for. Do you know what? I, I, ju- just lately, this has been like the hardest questions. Um, I think I did this before the last show as well. People are like, oh, what's that fights? And I start talking about a fight, then I think about another, and I'm like, there's the card's ridiculous. It's probably our best card we've ever had. So we I've obviously got to say the main event because it's the main event. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main event is a sick fight, to be fair. But yeah. When you look through the card, there's some some interesting fights. Even like some of the amateur fights, they, they could be pro fights. You know, like Mudji Ahmed versus Musa Christensen. That could be a pro fight. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I can't wait. I get excited. When I look through the fight card, I get excited myself. I start kind of, <laughs> wanna pay, I want to pay an entrance fee. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you find yourself voting? <laughs> do what, sorry? Do, do you find yourself voting? When you're looking at the fight cards, voting. Yeah, so you might. You know, <laughs> you know what, right? I, I was talking about this the other day. I, I kind of don't look at the fight card and um, look at it from a business point of view. You mm. know, who's my big ticket seller? I want this guy to win, or I want this to happen. I kind of get to know the fighters, and I'm one of them people that I I get to know them that well that I like them both. And then yeah. I never know what, who I want to win. And I, I kind of, I, don't get me wrong, I will have a, if he wins, I'm going to do this. If he wins, I'm going to do that. If it's yeah. a draw, then this will happen. But I never then think, you know, if, if if you think fighter A wins, that's the best for the promotion. I I won't be kind of willing that on because I'll be like, it's fine. If if, if it's plan B, it's plan B because that we'll just make the best of it. So I kind of don't plan it on a business point of view. I just watch it as a fight and then we'll do whatever we have to do after. And I enjoy it more like that. Yeah, that's it. Enjoy it as a fan and then yeah. go back to being the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Best of both worlds for you. <laughs> yeah. um, so how important has it been in your mind to see like the fighters are actually able to train and prepare for the fights properly again? You know, we uh, we went to AVT last Friday and um, just walking in a gym with, like, my marketing team and the cameras and stuff again was like, oh, wow, you know, what, <laughs> what a buzz. I mean, that that's one of the things that I love the best, going to gyms and talking to people. I love this sport. It is sick, you know, and it's just being able to do what we do, you know, talking to fighters and just having fun. And it's always a good laugh. You know, people in the MMA world, there's some great characters. So it's always, it's always good fun. We have fun going there. Um, We kind of always have a laugh with a team. So yeah, I just, I just loved it last week. So like Alex, we need to book some more. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the one thing we've, we've sort of picked up from, from doing this podcast is like people in the MMA world are so down to earth, so humble. There's no egos. Uh, everyone does leave their ego at the door, even, you know, some of the bigger people kind of thing. And it's a, uh, it's refreshing. I think it's, it's something I didn't personally expect to see, but I think you've, you, you can't really have an ego, uh, especially like when you're in training and stuff like that. Yeah. I've got to leave your ego at the door, haven't you? Yeah, dead right. Yeah. And it's it's the best way of training, to be fair, because I'll tell you something, if you've got an ego, there'll be someone to smash it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's always, there's always somebody better than you. Yeah. 
and that's the thing as well. The the energy inside the MMA gym is just different. Like you know, they can spar, do whatever, but then wait after to go back and they'll they'll talk to you and it's very welcoming. You know what I mean? The the bants in MMA gyms are great. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, so you you've hosted uh, multiple events at the Dome. Can you just speak a bit about the relationship that you have with them and the importance of those kinds of relationships? I don't know how honest to be here. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the, the, Dome, the Dome is a, a great venue for fans, um, but it's it's very difficult to deal with because they, although they class this up, they're now under a trust... They're still, they're still like local authority and they kind of, they're not commercial enough. Mm. So it's, it's not the easiest relationship. I mean, for years, for years we were like, as part of like the higher fee, there's a marketing budget and they never did anything, never helped us. And it wasn't until the day I sat my team down and said, listen, they are never going to help us. Let's forget about them. Let's do our thing. Let's stop putting blame at their door. Because while ever we've got them as an outlet, you know, blame, we, there's always an excuse. Where And as soon, as soon as we took responsibility and said, if, if we don't sell out, it's our fault. The next show, we sold out. Yeah. And now, Brilliant. you know, managing those relationships, you have to manage those relationships. And it, it's, it's harder when it's, when they're kind of not as commercial. But, you know, when we did Sheffield Arena, the, um, the difference between the commercial element of Sheffield Arena and dealing with the dome was was literally chalk and cheese. It was it was unbelievable. The kind of marketing guy comes down from his office. He's like, "Right, give us your links. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna send you to our our database, and we're gonna." We're like, "What? What's this?" My head of marketing's like, "What's happening?" <laughs> that is, I suppose Sheffield Arena is more used to putting on. Yeah, your bigger events like music hacks and you know all stuff like that. So they they're used to that kind of thing. That's their bread and butter, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was great to do because uh, everything kind of worked out. You know, I, I'd kind of it it was a it had been a dream of mine to, to actually do an arena, um, and I class myself as being very lucky in the fact that I had a ticket for Hillsborough, nineteen eighty nine, and I, I I came down with flu and had to sell my ticket. Um, I was there in the January and I stood at, I was only 17. Um, so I stood at the turnstile that, that collapsed and I, I would have gone back there. So I'm, I'm kind of lucky that I wasn't in that. So it came up to like the, I think it was like 25th anniversary or something. And I was like, I, I got my two lads with me. We, we went to Hillsborough on the day, you know, the 15th and, um, I kind of discussed with them. We just stood that you know the, the the stream that runs by Hillsborough, and I said, "Do you know what? I've always wanted to do an arena, and I was lucky enough not to be in there. And, and I should do. I should just do it. And you know, it, if I lose money, if I, if I lose everything, so what? I didn't lose my life that day. I, I'm lucky to be alive. So you know, I, there's 96 others that that." weren't as lucky so I owe it to myself I owe it to those people to uh, to do something so I literally drove around to the arena 
took a photo of, of my, my car with the cage steel badge on the back under the arena sign and sent to my team and said, this is what we're doing next year. And um, yeah, we, you know, once we visited there, it was like cage steel, Sheffield's known as the steel city. Um, the arena's called home of steel because of the, <laughs> um, the ice hockey. Yeah. Sheffield Steelers, I think they're called. Um, their dressing room is orange and black. I'm like, that's what happened. It's fate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything kind of fell into place. It was. Uh, it, I can remember. You know, it, it was. It was really tough. Really tough to do. But I kind of sat there at the end of the night, just on the steps where the fighters came out, and I, I was just, you know, it, it was kind of humbling, really humbling to to be able to do that. So. You know, I, I kind of thank everyone for being part of it. But that's yeah. not my dream. I sat there and thought, this is I am to fulfill my dream. I I want a packed arena. That's my dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's so, what we want to see. We, we need to see it. Um, well, and, you uh, know, no doubt with the way it's going, it, it's it's going to get to that level sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, that, that's, so, uh, that, that's crazy. And like we appreciate your honesty, you know, speaking about that as well as... That's madness. Like just, yeah. just that small detail, and they can change yeah. everything. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, quick off-topic question, but got the fight in the UFC at the weekend. TJ Dillashaw return. Uh, Corey Sandhagen. If you were a better man, who would your money be on? Ooh. Dillashaw. Yeah, I, I I think that myself. Um, See, I, I'm going for Sandhagen. I, I don't know if, it, if it's what Dilly Show's got coming in, but kind of rooting for Sandhagen. He's been on fire recently, so... I, my, my honest thing is, I haven't seen either of them train. I kind of... I do, I do keep up with the UFC, but I kind of keep my... T- it, listen... If they're fighting in the UFC, they're not going to fight on my show. So <laughs> I kind of don't put time into stuff. You know, I, I truly believe in Bruce Lee saying of keep what is uh, what is useful and get rid of what's not. And I, I think, well, I'll watch the UFC because it's MMA and I love it, but I kind of don't watch it with the same kind of UFC fan, you know, yeah. where I know, I know who's doing what, who's training what. And, you know, I kind of... I kind of watch the UK stuff or watch up and coming fighters or, you know, I'd, I'd rather watch some kind of, some kind of local show that have got 12 fights on that no one's ever heard of and see who, uh, see who I think he's a good kid. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Sorry, I mean, yeah, you've, you've got to have that blend, haven't you? Yeah. Got that blend. It, it's, it's great watching the, the sort of elite level fighters, but the sort of the rawness of some of the, fighters just starting out is sometimes just as funny if not more yeah you know for me it's don't get me wrong there's, there's some people that, that would never come down and watch that they, they want to watch the ufc they want to watch the the kind of best known fighters in the industry um but i think if 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 the whole scene's go, going to grow then you know people have to kind of watch the uh watch the amateur guys yeah absolutely 100 percent so to to basically go go from UK MMA then, Cage Warriors obviously they've had crazy success over the recent years. 
with their success, does that give you confidence and belief that Cage Steel can follow suit? Cage Warriors have been incredible, absolutely incredible. You know, the amount of fighters that they've taken and, and put onto the UFC, what a great platform. Um, I, listen, I told you before, I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> I've got so many ideas that I, I want to run with. Um, I, I, I just think, get COVID out of the way. That kind of stopped us for a while. Um, get COVID out of the way and, you know, you're going to see us fly because I've got so many things that I want to do. And and the thing is, I don't think anyone will work as hard as me. You know, Will, Will, Smith, Will Smith has the same kind of philosophy. He says, um, if we're getting on a treadmill, two things are going to, two things are going to happen. Either you're going to get off before me or I'm going to die because mm. I'm going to outwork you. Now, I do like 18 hours a day. I, I do probably that, that's probably six days a week and I do some work on Sundays and you know I I, I don't class it as work because I love it I absolutely yeah. love it so you know I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pushing so <laughs> I'm very intrigued to see see these ideas very, very excited yeah. and I think you've got to be a little bit crazy today certainly <laughs> to succeed in the MMA world <laughs> Yeah, listen, anyone who goes to a gym and enjoys being kicked and punched in the face, <laughs> it's definitely something to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, what, are you, what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> Get kicked in the face and run back the next day. It's a, it's a different type of mentality. <laughs> it is. Nice one, mate. Good kick, that. <laughs> <laughs> next it's time, throw, throw, throw a bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk out of the gym, can't feel your face, but you can't wait to go back. <laughs> so that's crazy um, so final question then obviously you're the CEO you're the man in charge you're the boss in your head where do you see Cage Steel in the next five years no one says boss like a scouser <laughs> <laughs> you got that right <laughs> boss me <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, back to your question. Um, <laughs> how much do I reveal? Listen, I told you, told you, I'm crazy. I absolutely, I absolutely love this sport. I love the brand. Um, I, I kind of, I've got so many ideas. Some of which are kind of open within my business plan, which I ain't kind of solved in my own head yet. Um, we literally had a, a team meeting today where. We, we do lots of like kind of planning days and fun days. And, you know, I, I, I kind of enjoy those days because we start looking at where we're going to be ourselves in one year, three years, five years. And um, it's, it's, it's very exciting. You know, <laughs> I get kind of passionate about it. Um, I think there's loads of things to come. Well, no, I know there's loads of things to come because obviously I was in the meeting. So (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be great. You know, we're not just about promoting fighters, you know, or or fight shows. You know, Cage Still Now, we're we're in schools, we're teaching school kids. We're like doing a show is hard enough. And now I've got six week holidays as well. So we're we're doing four different venues for five weeks or something like that where our instructors are, are teaching like kids or um, 
school fields, cow tuts. Um, and although it's it's kind of mad from a, a, a business point of view and keeping up with it all, it's just great to do because we're, we're giving back, you know, and that's the whole thing is martial arts have given me a great life. And it's, I believe, I believe that, you know, when you're there and you're kind of struggling through, you'll always look up and someone will pull you up. You know, my friend phoning me up saying, get your backside down here. You're getting a desk. You're starting a business. He, he gave me a pull up, you know. When you're up there, it is your absolute responsibility to look down and put your hand out and pull somebody else up. Now, there's, there's lots of kids that have suffered, especially now. COVID has literally destroyed kids. They're, they're suffering mental health. They're, they're suffering, you know, physical activity. You know, and, you know, we, we set Cage Steel martial arts, martial arts up because I always wanted to do it as a project and never had time. And COVID gave me the time. And it, it was it was pushed even more so when um, about eight weeks ago, my 25-year-old my nephew took his own life. You know, and it's, it's things like that that, I want to make that difference for. I, I want to be able to to kind of have Cage Steel leaving a legacy. And it, it's not my it's not my dream. My team pick up that dream, and the whole MMA world. You know, we did like the pay per view, the behind closed doors, and everyone's there. You guys giving your time up on a Friday night to to talk to me. You know, it's you're the ones pushing the sport. The fans are pushing the sport. The fighters are pushing the sport. You know, people always talk to me, and it, it's like I'm, I'm the least cog in this massive, massive wheel, because without all of you guys doing that, this, this doesn't happen. So, you know, I, I love what I do and I love giving back. And, you know, Cage Steel in five years' time, I, I think we'll have academies across the UK. I think we'll, we'll be doing amazing things in kind of um, the, the kind of promotions. Definitely going to grow. I've got so many things that we want to do, so many exciting things, and I want everyone to be part of that journey. Like I said, this is my journey. This is all of our journey. Yeah, yeah I couldn't agree more. I'd, I'd, agree love, more. I'd love for in the next few years or whenever for MMA to you, the kids to be able to do it in PE rather than what, badminton, you know, <laughs> rather than do like MMA or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you look at it and you think, well, the government for years have spent millions passing millions and millions of pounds to ball sports. And here we are. We've got a worse society. We've got less respect, less discipline. Give us a chance. Mm. Give us a chance. Let, let's show what martial arts does. You know, we, we all talked earlier about the, the buzz in the gyms, the banter, the ego left at the door. You know, I honestly believe that we can do this like pushing martial arts to kids. Martial arts gave me everything that I ever needed to, to kind of succeed in life, the respect, the discipline. Um, and, you know, I, I've kind of made no bones about um, hiding the fact of, of what happened in my life. I, I got into football and um, I had about five years out of martial arts and I got into football violence. I got arrested at quite a few grounds. I got, I got my season ticket, my Liverpool season ticket taken off me. I hurt me. That hurts. <laughs> I can imagine. It hurts me. I know it wasn't even me. <laughs> I, I could have gone to jail. And it was at that point I realised, I was like, this isn't me. I'm just living other people's expectations. So I, I walked back into the martial arts gym where I met Danny Mitchell and said, right, 
I need to get that respect, that discipline back in my life. And ever since I did that, my my career, my life just just literally took off. So, you know, I want other people to be able to experience that. I, I, I'm one of these that I believe everyone can be saved. You know, and it, sometimes that's just crazy thinking because they think everyone is literally, you know, some people are literally, they're, they're lost. But I won't give up on anyone. You know, anyone who's kind of lost the area, call me, message me, I'll help you. I'll, I'll help as many people as I can. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you put into people, you, they'll, they'll shit on you. But you know what? You just got to keep going. You got to keep... Have I lost you? Oh, there we go. Thankfully, it's coming to the end at least. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, that didn't happen halfway through. Now, um, we honestly couldn't agree more with what you're saying. MMA does deserve deserve a chance. You know, you've got um, you've got Darren Till, Jimmy Manua, and Leon Edwards starting a campaign to try and help with knife crime in the UK and yeah. you know you, you do you get the odd footballer doing it but the fact that you've got three of the biggest stars in the UFC on the UK level wanting to do something like that is just it shows again what what MMA is all about yeah some of the, some of the nicest people honestly are in MMA you know I, I I've been around cities with with people and you know I've seen little kids like trying to cause trouble and I just think this guy would eat you but he won't yeah. he won't because he doesn't have to prove himself yeah. you know that that's why I think they're the nicest nicest people you can meet so absolutely uh, well look Dominic thank you very much for your time we know as you say you're a busy man uh, we're, we're always going to support Cage Steel want you to know thank that um, we're looking forward to the event on the 21st and I'm sure after this, especially everybody else will will be as well. Um, Are you coming down? Are you coming down? Press pass. <laughs> well, we will we'll have to see about that. I don't know what work's going to be like, but hopefully, if we can do, we definitely will do. Yeah, yeah definitely. A, nice, a nice hospitality box for all the press, the people that helped us, you know, in, in kind of the last sixteen months, especially, um, you know, doing the doing the stuff that you guys are doing. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking time out on a Friday night to come and speak to me. So, you know, if, if you can come, come down. We'd, we'd love to uh, hope to be there. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Uh, well, again, thanks for your time. And, uh, you know, go and enjoy the rest of your Friday night. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. All the best. See you later. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. super necessary. Just...